Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. We tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q&A at the end. If you would like, you can join us in the future. We meet on Mondays at 12.30 Pacific time on Instagram Live. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Cool. So obsessing on obsessing, obsessing on obsessing and obsessing on compulsing. And somebody in the comments was asking about one of my personal favorites about recovery, which is obsessing about whether or not you even have OCD. It's my favorite. My favorite because OCD is such a freaking bastard. Mm -hmm. Usually everyone's favorite. Oh man. Yep. I remember when I was, when I was going through treatment and I, I, I don't think, well, I know the, the community online wasn't as prolific back then mm-hmm. and I had no idea. And I thought for sure, I just didn't have it. I was like, and I kept trying to convince my therapist. <laughs> I <was> like, um, <laughs> Wait, I really, sure? I'm pretty sure I'm in denial. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. That it's just really the reality of my life. Right. It's just. <laughs> just my worry is real uh except for yeah so anyway maybe it is who knows you do have a great article on OCDLA's website called doubt denial and other what is it and o- I think it's doubt denial and OCD I think doubt denial and OCD yeah well thank you I, yeah it was important to me to write an article by the time I became a pro- professional about it because of my own experience so It's kind of cool to get to to write it. But we've gotten to talk lots about this. We were going to write an article article together on this, I feel like, a a while back. I was just going to say, I think that was the start of our friendship. That was like one of the beginnings. The romantic, the honeymoon phase. The honeymoon phase of our friendship. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I like that. Anyways, what were we saying? Okay, so. So. You're doing. Obsessing about recovery. And. This is for educational purposes only, guys. No, no treatment this, here. This is not therapy. <laughs> yes, it's not at therapy. All. Nope, not even close. We're just shooting the breeze. Shit. Shit. Oh, dang. <laughs> you went for it, dude. Sorry, I feel like I left you hanging there a little bit. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I've done that to you before. So I had it coming. It happens. Um, so... I like your jacket. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've seen you wear it before, but I do love it. It's leather brown, right? Yep, it is. And my mom got it for me at a swap meet, I think, for a very low, low price, which is my favorite part about it. I'd like to go to one of those one day. Remember those? Again. Yeah, (laughs) I remember those. They're great. I'm looking forward to that post-COVID. So if you have questions, also throw them in the old question mark box and we'll get to them when we can, after we talk about general obsessions, compulsions, exposures, etc. And just a little reminder <clears throat> that last week there's a lot of chatting going on and which is totally fine. Yes. Please chat away. But yes. just know that we cannot have a, a meaningful dialogue between the two of us while trying Monitoring. to monitor right, yeah. the, um, the discussion. So yeah, just wanted everybody to know that up front. So good, yeah, good, good disclaimer. I like it. Do you so, want to start us off? Obsessing on obsessing. Yeah. Is so what, always a fun Kelly, one. Yeah. What is obsessing about obsessing? Lauren, you may yes. go. Okay. Obsessing on obsessing is, 
there is a wide range in which mm-hmm. obsessions <laughs> fall into this category. However, I think the more generic one is obsessing over um, your obsessions, obsessing over when you're going to have them, if they're going to get worse, um, what time you're going to have them, how intense will they be? Is this going to be forever? Is mm-hmm. treatment working? What if um, they ruin an event? What if they ruin an event? What does it say about me that I'm having these types of thoughts, even though the thought, like the content of the thought maybe isn't upsetting as much anymore, but the fact that that person still has them. Yes. What does it mean? Why am I having this thought? Yeah. yeah what does it mean about me? Then it's to the, and then obsessing on treatment and, and diagnosis as well, which is sort of what we were talking about to begin with, sort of like, because I feel like it's the, if we're to box up our categories today, right? We've got obsessing on obsessing, obsessing on compulsing, obsessing on diagnosis. Yeah. And then what else? And then obsessing on recovery. Did you say that? Yeah. And do they all fit under the same? Maybe not. Maybe that's a different one too. Yeah. So those, those all, I don't know. So I, yeah, I don't know. It depends. Well, we're trying to box things that don't belong in boxes anyway. So, but I, I think you're right. I think that, so in any case, obsessing about obsessing and then obsessing about compulsing, Mm -hmm. which is where it's like, I'm in treatment and I want to do treatment well. So I'm, I'm having worry thoughts about what if this is a compulsion and what if I don't get better because I keep doing compulsions. And I'm, am I doing my exposures correctly? Am I doing my exposures correctly? That's a good one. Am I doing my expo, the right exposures? Right. Is this the right therapist? What if I'm not doing my, Oh, this is one that I've heard like, Oh, well, do you have to do your exposures in, especially when there's different content areas like that, do you have to do them in a specific order or like, should you clump one content area together and, and deal with that before you move on that kind of stuff? This reminds me of when I first started to learn how to treat OCD. Mm. And I remember somebody asked me that and I was like, shit, I don't know. <laughs> Oh my God. And that's when I had to do my own work. And I was like, oh my God. Cause then I started to spin out myself. Hey, yeah. Like, oh shoot. What if I, yeah. What if I don't treat this person? Well, don't worry. I'm... They ended up being getting in recovery anyways. Well, <laughs> despite your all best frauds. intentions. We're all frauds. <laughs> I know we really are. I, I'm, I'm a super a fraud, super fraud. Oh my God. That would be my superhero. If I were a superhero. Super fraud. Super fraud. Not super fraud, <laughs> but super fraud. <laughs> wow, we're having way too much fun today. Wait, we need to chill out with the fun. We're not allowed to have fun, this please. Is really? No, I like control. it. Um, okay. So, so I think we've really covered harmonizing on our... <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So, um... I like, I think that that's, did we cover most of the typical obsessions? We got obsessing on obsessing. We got obsessing on compulsing. We got obsessing about whether or not you're doing treatment right. We got obsessing on whether or not you really have OCD. Am I being redundant now? No, I think that's right. I think at some point we should probably talk about the two tail spike. Yeah, I haven't thought, I can't, I don't know if I know what the two tail spike is. I can't, I haven't thought about it in a while. Oh, it's right. Okay. I think I remember exactly. Well, I know who it's Dr. Philipson, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was because, but yeah, do you want to go ahead? I think I know what it is. Yeah. So it's when, okay. So it's when you're into recovery and you're kind of, you already kind of know what's a compulsion and what's not. Mm-hmm. And you, so your awareness is there, your insights there, and then you're in a, you're put into a triggering situation that requires you to make a choice. Okay. It's all based on choice. I think is it's the choice article by Dr. Phillips. Yeah. Is that where he talks about it first? Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard it on the OCD stories, but then That's I, where I heard it too. read it further yeah. in the choice article, which now is an audio because it's a long article. So just in yes. case. 
It's a great article. But it's, a, it's an OCD stories podcast, isn't it? Where I, mm-hmm. I don't know if Dr. Phillipson or, or Stuart reads it out loud. Somebody reads it. Um, out. Someone they get it. Oh well, Dr. Stephen Phillipson on his website he has the article, but he has a downloadable version that's audio. Hmm. And there, I do think that there's actually like a pod, an OCD stories podcast episode that's that just is. recorded audio. So I don't know if it's the same, but okay. So you're so about, anyways. so you're in recovery. You're about to make a choice about, about whether or not choice. you're going to do a compulsion or like, you're worried, oh, you're worried that you're going to do a compulsion. It, yes. You're worried. So let me give you a very concrete example, please. Um, I was at a birthday party and mm-hmm. my daughter was there. My, um, sister-in-law was there. She is my witness of it. And I, I use it all the time as an example, cause it's, really spot on. I see a giant butcher knife and there's a cake and a round circle table and all the kids are around it. And the knife is fairly close to my daughter's like pointing direct directly at her. It's probably this far away from her face. Cause she's little. Remember tables are like this. Yes. And my initial reaction was like, okay, just move the knife because naturally that seems like a reasonable, like safe, we don't know though. Right. So right. then I go, I pick it up and then I go, Oh my gosh, am I doing a compulsion? And I put the knife back down. Right. And then I picked it up. Right. <laughs> I feel like, Oh no, what do I do? Is this a compulsion? Ah, what am I? Yeah. Well, and and Lucy looked at me. She's like, Oh my gosh, Kelly. <laughs> like she knew I was being anxious and I didn't know what to do. So Dr. Phillipson talks about this and that there's no right answer. You just make the choice and right. let whatever happens be. And you just make the best choice in that moment, but not to overthink it like I did and sat there. And that's the compulsion, essentially. Yeah. At a certain point, it's trying to figure out whether or not it's a compulsion that becomes the compulsion. Isn't with, can I ask a follow up question about the yeah. spike? I think it's also when either way could be a compulsion right? Like either response could be a compulsion. So it's like, Mm, maybe, I don't know. I always understood it as recovery. Please though. I'm sure you are correct. I'm positive. Oh, I don't know about that. Tell me. But I I seem to remember it was like, he talks about it in the way of, I think of you are, let's say you have to do everything. Like you have to step with your left foot over things and that's part of your compulsivity and so you decide to turn it around and be like screw it I'm just gonna do the right foot over everything and I'm gonna you know like to really mess with my OCD but then it becomes I have to do the right foot in order to make sure that I'm not doing a compulsion so like sort of becomes as Mm. rigid on the other side so that it becomes a, a, at which either choice could potentially be considered a compulsion or an exposure and you get kind of stuck. Yes. Does that make I, sense? Yes. And I don't know. So now my definition is way off. I don't think it um, is though, because it's the same thing. It's like at a certain point, you're like, I'm trying not to do a compulsion, but wait a second, am I doing, am I going to do the compulsion because, or if I'm, am I trying to do not do a compulsion compulsively. God damn this disease. <laughs> oh my God. It's maddening. It's just so upsetting. Like just talking about it. I'm like spun out, you know? Yeah. So no, for no, all I of you out there. Your example is totally spot on though. I think. It's like, am I missing an opportunity to do an exposure essentially? Right. Too. And, and the bigger heading of this is I don't want to relapse. Okay. Yes. That's, that's the fear thought. That's the fear thought. That's the, the, the core fear or not the core fear necessarily, but. I think it was in that moment for me, but. For, central. Yeah, it was definitely central. It's like I was willing to risk. And also I think a lot of stuff with obsessing on obsessing is, is learning kind of where's the average, what does the average person yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah. But I think what's crazy is, yes, what is the, I, I agree with what you're saying. And I think that the, the fact is that in order to be normal, you have to be willing to do some compulsions. Yeah. That, well, 
right? I wasn't saying normal. Normal. I mean, like av- the average. Yeah. Average. So I didn't mean to say it like that. No, did I? Um, I probably said it like that. You probably didn't. I'm saying though that the the oh my god, we're so special. Um, the average. <laughs> The average person does compulsions is what I'm saying. Yes, I mean, we don't necessarily call them that because it's not like they're, but they do safety behaviors, even if they're maybe a little bit excessive from time to time. And that's okay, right? Like it's not, it cannot be black and white, even when it comes to, I'm not going to do a compulsion. Okay. So for example, full disclosure to people watching because we do this all the time with one another, right? Like I will text Kelly when I'm having a tough time. I'll be like, okay, you know, don't, don't answer this. If this is too reassurance seeky of me, but you know, she prefaces it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, is this, this is definitely an OCD therapist. Yes. Well, that's, yeah, that's what you get when you got two OCD therapists. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but that's I, I'm just saying that like I I wouldn't not say something because it could ha- stands the potential for being compulsive. Like sometimes you do. Sometimes you're gonna you want to check in with people, and that's mm-hmm. okay. And maybe yeah. it is compulsive, but the idea is that we don't want compulsions to overrun our lives. That's right. That's the main issue. So as long as your compulsions are largely in check and you're not doing like overt compulsions that are just detracting from your life, then you got to be comfortable with this gray area ultimately. Yeah. That's what recovery looks like folks. True. And I think that's where a lot of people get hung up when they have obsessing on obsessing is, oh my gosh, you know, is they think this, they have this ideal picturesque idea of what recovery is and that it's like linear and it's, you know, that it's going to be compulsive, compulsion free. And the reality is, is like, well, right. You're having a bad day and you haven't slept the night before and maybe you're really hungry and you're PMSing and you're in pain and your child's screaming that perhaps you might let a compulsion go by and it's not going to be the end of your recovery. Or your recovery. Yes. Yeah. It's not going to be the thing that make or breaks the trajectory of your future. Right. Right. It's just more of like, I I love what you said there. It is, it's just, it's a choice by choice matter, right? Like we want you to be choosing more of the recovery choice overall. And then every once in a while, maybe not so much. Yep. Absolutely. I was going to say something on what you were saying that like the thing about, so with obsessing about obsessing to this sense of what if I have these thoughts forever is also a really myopic way of viewing recovery because recovery in, includes obsessions. You're say not that so- again. So when people start to worry uh, that they're going to continue to have obsessive thoughts forever and that that that's an obsession that this fear is, has a very limited view of what recovery actually looks like because recovery includes obsessions and you have to be willing to have obsessions in order to walk into recovery. Right. As long as you're not willing to have them, you're still in the throws, so to speak. Right. And actually, I think it's one of the biggest roadblocks of recovery. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to have these stupid thoughts. Yeah. Make them go away. And they also, you know, and myself included is like, you think, oh, the way I feel right now is the way it'll always be, you know, like, oh, so if recovery includes obsessions and then that person is currently having obsessive thinking, then they're like, well, this is terrible. I can never have obsessive thinking. When is this going to get better? And then, you know, the following week they come into session and it's like, they're just worried and worried and obsessed over when is it going to get better? I can't live like this with these thoughts. Right. And it's saying, well, generating the thoughts. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, while you're doing, like, you are actually generating the thoughts that are keeping you stuck while you're doing that, which is messed up. Yeah. I know, it is. 
such a messed up situation. Um, but I cut you off. No, I think whatever I was going to say is probably right along the lines of what you were going to say. I get so um, excited that I, I feel I interject. I know I do too. I actually say it because I know I'll forget it. And I get yeah. like, I get excited. I'm like, I know it's going to be gone forever. It'll never enter my mind again. So I must <laughs> say it now. Say it. So <laughs> I feel that. Pardon. 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 No, I'm the one who trampled you. Okay. Oh, no, I trample you all the time. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. Okay. Anyways, we're amazing. We're That's amazing. <laughs> we're amazing. Okay. So that was a long explanation of the two tail spike. I always want to say spin. I don't know why. Well, because it's spinny spike. and it's spiky. It's a spinny yeah. spike. It's a spinny spike. It's okay. Really going off the rails. I love it. Coming though. back. <laughs> um, so compulsions. So compulsions. You want to. Lots and lots and lots of ruminating, right? That's where oh. uh, it's so hard because the uh, obsessive thought pops in about whether or not you're going to be obsessing forever and you, you take the bait, but it, it can start to feel like, oh, this is all just obsessing. And that's when people are like, oh, well, I have no control over this because this is all obsession, but really it's not all obsession at all. It's mostly compulsion. So the, the tendency to want to mentally figure out whether or not you're going to be able to drop an obsession at some point in the future, or whether or not you're going to do something that is compulsive, or you are doing something that's compulsive, um, or trying to figure out internally whether or not you have OCD. Um, these are all examples, very common examples of compulsions within this realm. And reassurance seeking, for sure. Yeah, reassurance seeking. Well, can you give them some examples? I I would absolutely love to give them some examples. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, so, for example, do you think I'll get better? Mm. Do you think I'm going to have this worry thought forever? Do you, do you think I was? I'm better now. Like, do I seem better? I'm better now, right? Yeah, oh, exactly. Shit. I think oh. we both passed that one. Yeah, it's better, right? Is it going to be better? What if it's not better? Do you oh, think dear. it was better like a couple months ago when <laughs> this happened? All right. Anyways. Um, well, and the thing, oh, the bastard of that is, is that you start to compare your recovery life to pre-recovery. Like, uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I know. that it's one. The worst. The worst. That was the scream. That was it, right? Uh, it's. It's like, oh, well, there was this perfect point in my life where everything was good, and now it's all tainted because yeah, it's all... of my obsessions, and I'm never going to feel okay ever again. I'm never going to be that person again. Yeah. So, But I should definitely try and compare myself to that other person to make sure that I'm there because when I get there, I'll know I'm okay. But just by virtue of the fact that you're trying to figure out whether or not you've gotten there. You've shot yourself in, in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. Straighten the foot. Right. Ma'am, I have a few clients right now with this one and it's like, it's so hard to conceptually explain it. They get it. But then to like, yeah, to let go of that grip is hard because you're asking a lot. Um, and I get it, but for sure. Yeah. Another compulsion I can think of is like, well, what do, did I do my exposures correctly? Right. Like, Sometimes people will come back after getting assigned homework and saying like, well, maybe I, they did it, but they have like this very long winded explanation of how they did the, the exposure and, and kind of seeking reassurance and that they did it correctly or just direct hit and saying like, I don't know how to do it. Direct I think I did it, it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or not doing it all. Cause they're worried that if they did it wrong, they'd get worse. Yes. Yes. I think I want to go back to something you were saying before too, that mm -hmm. I think that the obsessing about whether or not you're doing as well as before tends to come up a lot for people who have already had a period of recovery. So yeah. this is particularly relevant for people who are on like a 
second or run of ERP because they've had ERP before and they stopped treatment and then some other obsession hit them from out of nowhere. And they're like, oh my gosh, but what about now? And they, they sort of tend to idealize that, that initial recovery period. Does oh that make man. Sense? Oh yeah. yes, absolutely. I think, well, I do think it happens to both regardless, but I do think that oh, for second sure. one is really just a knife right in the jugular there is because you're saying, well, if my recovery looked like this before, and I had this huge reaction where I was able to get better and improve, how come this time I'm so stuck? Yeah. It must not be OCD, by the way. Right. It's probably not OCD and I'm never going to get better because obviously I can't get better because, or, you know, even if it is OCD, because... Yeah, it's not like it was before. Man, we could talk about this one for. (laughs) I know, it's it's a real deep dive. I'm not gonna lie. By the way, if you have questions uh, specifically to this subtype, I just want to throw a reminder out there. Throw them in the question mark box um, so that we can look at them when we're done with talking about obsessions compulsions. Because I think I've seen some come through on the feed. Yeah, please do. Yes, and I'm sorry if we, you know, this might be very. It's this topic in particular can be very spinny spinny yeah and it starts to fold in on itself and I think you know we know it really well maybe that yes we don't get it spun but even I was getting spun I'm like geez well it is because it's very it's very heady yeah this is not for the stupid (laughs) right it's like all getting jumbled in the, the noggin. So, yeah. you know, and if you find yourself not having this, it's fine. You don't need to like figure out what we're talking about. It's, it's more for people who are struggling with this and they're stuck and they, they you know, certainly I know, I know a lot of people who have been there. I've been there. Um, so hopefully it's helpful for that crew. Yes. Um, so, so thank you all for sticking with us through this, uh, fun little trip we're going on because you know what spinning is uncomfortable or it's like dancing we're all just Mm. spinning together we're all pirouetting together like jack and rose on the titanic i mean i do not like the titanic movie i'm sorry (laughs) i think again we have found our divergence (laughs) just that scene where leo and kate are like they're spinning it's magic But then I'm don't. not a big romance film person. I'm just not, and I don't okay. know why. Okay. I think I should revisit it, quite honestly. Maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe it's just let's not. let's revisit it together. When, let's, one of these let's days. watch the Titanic together. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Toodle back on the rails. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, Anywho. other compulsions on obsessing on obsessing. Yeah, so we talked reassurance seeking, we talked uh mental compulsions. Emotional checking, by the way, is a big part of the mental compulsions, like this one. Right. Like, do I feel like I'm in recovery? Do I feel like right. that thought still bothers me or mm-hmm. the back door Oh yeah. The backdoor spike. A little backdoor action. I'm not anxious anymore. What does that mean? I just had that horrible thought about murdering my whole family and it didn't make me anxious. Maybe that means I really liked it from the very start. And yeah. I'm actually a serial killer and this is just my way of allowing my serial killer to come out un- unchecked. Mm-hmm. For example. Or <laughs> I.E. This. I-E. Um, yeah, that's such a good one. Not, it's not good. It's just a good example. And that, um, don't do that. Don't check for your obsession. (laughs) So, um, another compulsion would be, well, I think, so tell me what you think about this one. I've had a lot of people come in and give me just so much information about their sessions, right? Like too much information because they don't want, they don't want to miss any, they want me to get a thorough examination and assessment so I can be the most effective person for them and their treatment. And I'm like, okay, well, I understand that you want to get it all. 
And I wonder if we could just do a little synopsis instead of the nitty gritty. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Totally. Well, because that tendency to really want to uh, almost like compulsively confess to every or clarify. Piece. Well, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. To to just really outline it all so clearly is just so that somebody doesn't get it wrong. And so to take I, I love what you're saying is that essentially the exposure there is to be slightly, maybe potentially incomplete mm-hmm. in, your, in the way that you're describing. And look, this is, again, if, it's only if you're being really excessive and wanting to spell every single detail out. It's quite normal to want to, to spell out to your therapist what's going on with you. Sure, but if you're finding yourself leaving session and going, oh my gosh, but what if I didn't say that one thing right and they didn't hear it right and therefore they misunderstood and they've got the diagnosis wrong, right? That, that's more of what we're talking about. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. And I would just say, you know, if that, if you are seeing a therapist and you notice that come up afterwards, like, oh, wow, I noticed that I want to email my therapist and clarify something is, I wonder if you could just bring it back to the next session and say, I noticed I had these thoughts right, about wanting to clarify, because I think that's a really important part of treatment. Yes. Because then your therapist can really help support you in, in seeing the, mm-hmm. the potential compulsivity there and explore yep. it with you and, and help you to consider tolerating uncertainty in the unknown, which by the way, I, I saw another question come up and I just really want to see these questions later. So question mark box, if you have a question, por favor. Anyway. Yes. We got about seven right now. Submitted. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Avoidance. Um, another compulsion. Avoidance. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm sure avoidance. I'm just trying to think. Um, like not wanting to get triggered. So, well, I mean, that's just sort of straight up, but like, I don't want to like do my exposures at a certain time because that will bring on my obsessions and I don't want my obsessions to be a part of this thing. So I'm going to yes. Yes, yes. do my homework here. Right. It's like the days when you're having a good day. Right. And you go, Oh yeah. Ooh, I don't want to do my exposures today. Today's a good day. I'm feeling good. Nope. No. First of all, <laughs> first of all, soapbox sister. The, go. <laughs> that is when we do our exposures it's when you're having a good day, because we want to be able to experience triggers under every single circumstance, especially on a good day. For real. Generalize that business. You know what I'm saying? Generalize it. learning. Oh, Bam. I know what you're saying. I know. Also, a good yes. day is not determined by the presence or absence of intrusive thoughts. Thank Damn. you. You nailed it. Nailed it. Mm. Nailed it. Amazing. It's amazing. So, yeah, we're amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if that's, that were true, mm. I'm not sure I would have had, like, a good day in, in – well, that's the problem, right? Close to it- 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> and you're 36 yeah. now? No, older. No. Let's not talk Sorry. about it. Uh, no, it's cool. I'm done. Nothing. Okay. So. Anywho's. Anywho's. So, point, Walter, is. Avoidance. Avoidance is, yep. is definitely a thing. And. I would say therapist hopping, too. Yep. Right. Ooh, like and I'm, excessive research. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I've, I've seen people where, you know, they've, I'm their second or third therapist because the first therapist who, you know, had them doing maybe, well, we'll get into this in the exposure as, section of this talk, but uh, yeah, they weren't getting treatment. Like they weren't feeling recovery, right? Whatever that is. They weren't getting relief. Yeah. Um, Soon enough, soon enough, quick enough, the way they hoped it would be. And yeah. the reality is, is that it's, that's what's actually getting in their way. Yeah. Yeah. It's the all or none thing, like the all or none thinking around obsessions that prevents people from enjoying anything also. I'm just going to throw that out there with the 
you mentioned being like, you know, 40 years without mm -hmm. having a good day. You have to yeah. have an obsession-free day in order to have a good day. And that's yeah. part of the problem, right? It's, it's the sort of perfectionism around recovery that often prevents people from recovery or from getting into recovery. Whereas if we can just accept the presence of obsessive thinking intermittently, then it comes and goes and it's not such a big deal. We should definitely do a live on perfectionism because I think that um, perfectionism has like this positive connotation with it. And the reality is, is like perfectionism is absolutely, absolutely debilitating. And toxic. It's just awful, awful, awful. Anyways. Yeah. So, and then you said, you said something about what? Go ahead. Oh, well, with the therapist hopping, you made me think of the fact that sometimes people will excessively research to make yes. sure that they're not they're They have OCD. Um, they also may avoid reading about other types of OCD so that they don't pick, pick up new obsessions. Um, so, Yes, totally. That's, and also the, the frantic call that's like, oh my gosh, I have a new obsession. I'm relapsing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then, and then come to find out when I meet with them, they tell me how they handled the obsession really well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, I, I, I know I've shared this with you, but I will share with the people here that, um, I once had a therapist when I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still my therapist. therapist. I once had a therapist from Nantucket. I, my therapist though, I went, I went, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having this thought now. Like I thought it was, this was a long time ago, but I was afraid that I was like picking up a new OCD theme. And he's like, no, let's just not do this one. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I did. And you did it. I, know. I didn't. I was just like, okay, well. I guess I'm just going to accept that that thought's there without going any further with it because, oh, well. Wow. Shut down. Shut down. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I had, this, I had a very similar experience, you know, yeah. so yeah. with the therapist. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, let's just not do that. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> not doing that okay you don't want to pick this all apart and are you sure what but what if this happens no i guess maybe and that's the thing ultimately right like if we're as we're transitioning into discussion of exposure work the ultimate exposure and response prevention is to say mostly it's the response prevention is maybe i am gonna obsess on this forever maybe it's never gonna get better oh it's so scary it is so scary to say that right that's yeah. when something has completely ruled your life in in the way that ocd has the capacity to do yeah but to, but to be able to say that that's where freedom is because if you're willing to have obsessions then they no longer get to tell you what to do she's like oh yeah maybe i will okay but i got to get back to what i'm doing because i've got a very full life to live and being okay with having that that there with you mm -hmm. when the older the version before you who you idealize which let's be honest it wasn't that ideal I promise yes no. not to be a <laughs> negative <laughs> Nelly here yeah yeah but uh That's anyways true. we often magnify these positive aspects of our life so just so we can minimize I mean so we can magnify the negative yeah so anyways um uh -huh. Yeah. It's crisscross back to what I was saying. What was I saying? Applesauce? I don't know. <laughs> um, I was saying, I forgot. Before, before what I was saying just now? Mm hmm Well, we were starting to talk about, uh, I, uh, the. Oh, exposures? We're talking about, we're getting into exposures. I was now. sort of starting to dovetail what you were saying, which I can't remember exactly what led us here, but, um. But yeah, I think we were going to start. Oh, oh go I know what it was. Was that, that oftentimes people go, well, I don't, I'm not going to do that thing that I used to do when you said like, okay, just live your, don't pause your life, keep doing your life yes. and bring that obsessive obsessions with you. 
But sometimes people will avoid that because they don't want to taint that thing or they have this perfectionistic way of thinking is like, yeah, but this is how it should be. When I'm doing my work, I should have no obsessions. I should not be distracted. Right. And we're right. saying the exposure is, well, actually, no, let's, let's practice doing that. Yep. Yep. Contaminate the hell out of your life. Like, with having, also with having no expectation that all of a sudden those obsessions will go down. Okay. Because That's the crazy thing, right? You can't do that. Can't. Right. So. Exactly. You can't. When you say you can't do that, you're saying like, don't do that. Right. Like don't. Correct. Right. Saying don't expect you, it, the, the acceptance of thoughts and feelings has to be unconditional or it doesn't help. Right. If you're using acceptance of thoughts and feelings as a strategy to try to control them, then it's not, it will not support the, the recovery that we're talking about, which is right. Okay. The thoughts are going to come. The feelings are going to come. I'm going to live my life and allow for those thoughts and feelings and not be quite so bothered by the fact that they're there. Right. Yeah. It's such a mind game. It is. Oh, and I will say too that the the ultimate with the the fear that what if it's not OCD is to treat it like OCD. Mm-hmm. Yep. Walks treat like it. OCD, quacks like OCD, treat it like OCD. Right. Well, this is OCD. I guess maybe maybe it's not. But we're going to treat it like it is. But we're going to treat it like it is anyway. Which can is really scary. So Really, really scary. It can feel really scary. So exposures. Um, the one that's popping out at me just because you just said it was to just halting the research stuff, right? Like not looking for certainty or reassurance that your um, intrusive thoughts or images are, are normal. Um, for OCD. Yes. Yeah. I for... remember. Oh, go ahead. No, go. I was going to say, I remember when I couldn't find, mine didn't fit in one mm-hmm. of the boxes. And like none of them do, but no, but... I feel like mine was a little fringy. And so when that happened, I got really stuck in that. Oh my gosh. But I have all this proof that like psychologically backs up. That there's evidence, man. Right. Right. Dude, but have you There's seen? <laughs> but everyone has that. I think mine really got stuck on that one though, which totally. is the, that obsessing on obsessing. Totally. No. And that was where I was too. It's like, nobody obsesses about whether or not they relapsed on a piece of tiramisu. Like, yeah. This is not a thing. I right. didn't see that in the subtypes. Nobody had tiramisu OCD. But it is they, a common subtype to obsess on your, yeah. like, if you're, if you've um, relapsed in recovery, relapsed Absolutely. in, um, in, in substance. Uh, substance use recovery. It is. Mm-hmm. But at the time I had no idea because nobody was talking about it. So I no just one was that I was the only person that had ever naturally, <laughs> I know so unique. Um, but, that, and, and I think that that's the thing is that, that, tendency to want to figure out like, Oh, but, but my, my, my subtype, it's not, it's not echoed in the literature. So it probably is a real thing. It's not on the Y box. It's not on the Y box. So, oh, well, guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so exposures, no researching. Yeah. Drop, drop the researching, uh, having reminders to obsess, setting them sporadically. Mm -hmm throughout the day, make sure you don't, don't forget that you want to have this worry thought. Yeah, you definitely want to have it. You're going to do your exposures on days. You're having a good day. Definitely. Absolutely. I can handle this feeling. Mm-hmm. Prove it to yourself. Yeah. Um, doing, and yeah, I think that that's the thing is to your point, just doing the exposures on the days when you don't feel like it, it's really a solid one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where Grayson's article about obsessing about obsessing comes in with the and the stickers as a yes. uh, exposure, very much like reminders. It's just like you put a bunch of stickers or sticky notes on things around 
your environment so that every time you see one, you're like, all oh, right, that's right. I'm supposed to have that obsessive thought now. Yep. Good one. Okay. Think. Great. And, and then, the thing Lauren's talking about are those little, the, at Staples, you can get those little uh, price tag circle stickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just place them on random places. Well, for me, I used to place them on things like right before I typically go into a triggering where I would likely be more to do mental rumination because mm-hmm. mental rumination is a sneaky little guy. Right. And uh, I would just be like, okay, I'm going to try to be really aware, bring on the intrusive thoughts. Um, you can put them on your TV, your mirrors, anywhere, your wallet, your keys. All over the place. Yeah. So, and if you don't have those little dots, you could just use a post-it yeah, or sticker. Oh my God. What if you just used really awesome stickers? Oh yeah, absolutely. It could just be like a silly face or yeah, I don't know, a bunny. I like it. I like, I'd like a bunny exposure, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sign Sounds me up. Sounds manageable. Sounds manageable. Um, another exposure making the choice right like just pick a choice leave the knife kelly or don't and then walk away yep accept uncertainty with that yep accept that maybe you did a compulsion yep yep i'm trying to think because i feel like so much of the exposures here are more passive in nature aren't they that they kind of have to come up they are and they're also there's a lot, it's super heavy on mindfulness and because the mental rumination is so, so, so heavy here. Yeah. And this is where people get even more stuck into, I'm not getting better. I'm not getting better. Give me more exposures. Right. And actually the reality is, is we're just feeding the secondary obsession because the content doesn't bother you anymore. Now you're just obsessed with getting rid of the thoughts. Right. And so you don't want them to return. Right. Right. You don't want them to return. So you're just compulsively like flooding yourself or doing massive handfuls of exposures. And really we just have to accept a life that's has obsessions in it. So it is a lot of passive. It is a lot of wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like what you were saying. The last thing that you said about compulsions of like, just pick, maybe it is a compulsion. I'm going to just do it anyway. This is, I'm, I'm making the choice. I'm just right. going to go with it. Right. Um, what do you think? Should we, should yeah, we take let's some questions? It. Cause we do have to be mindful of time because. Yes. The, yeah, yeah. Um, so let me go through ones that were submitted Sounds ahead good. of time. Are those, I haven't done it on my end in a long time. Are those in the question box as well? Yep. Okay. So this person says, what if it's not OCD? What if I'm using OCD as an excuse or to hide my true self? So I think we had talked about that, right? Yep. True self, authentic self. What if deep down, I know it's not OCD. Right. Right. So how do we respond to that? Mm-hmm. not not i don't know how to respond to it i'm saying the response yeah. is i don't know i don't know but let's we're gonna treat it like it's ocd yeah i guess we'll just have to move forward as though it's ocd yes um this is interesting a person asked <clears throat> is it normal for ocd to be a triggering word for you and I guess what I'm thinking is, okay, well, if that person is, and if they're here, please say something. But if it's, you know, the fear is I'm worried by saying OCD, I'm going to have more intrusive thoughts or I'm going to all of a sudden, um, yeah, if I'm just going to get intrusive thoughts, then yes, that sounds like obsessing on obsessing. Yeah. Like if I remind myself that I have OCD, it's going to bring up more obsessions, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I am not going to answer whether it's normal or not. Yeah. Yeah. It, just in light of the content we're talking about, unfortunately, yes. we can't see this. Okay. Good call. Okay. Um, 
this person asks, sometimes I feel like I'm recovering. Then the thoughts come back even worse. Why is this? Great question. You want to feel that? Right. So you start feeling a little better. This is called the backdoor spike. We talked about it earlier. And you go, oh, that's weird. I wonder why. Let me, let me just check. Make sure that thought doesn't bother me anymore. Boom. Thought appears. Totally. Totally. The other additional point, because I feel like this is the primary pitfall that I see with clients mm-hmm. who are working on stuff, is that you start with the mindset of acceptance of thoughts and feelings. And then what happens after that is that you start to feel better about the presence of the thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. You are less bothered by them. You are less anxious. And then you, after you start are less bothered by them, they tend to sort of dwindle. You're not having as many of the thoughts or feelings. There's more variety. And then you're walking along with the less thoughts and feelings. And then you get a thought and you're like, no, no. <laughs> I don't want that. (laughs) Right. Hold on. We got rid of those. And it's almost like you revert to the wrong mindset. Right. You revert to, I don't want to have these thoughts. I don't want to have these feelings. So instead of being an acceptance, you go back to resisting the way things are. And then the thought, it's not that the thoughts get worse. It's that they, they start bothering you again. Right. Because you're out of the accepting mindset. Yes exactly it mofo nailed it thanks thanks dude you nailed it um it's just so interesting because it's such a it just folds in on itself I don't know how else to explain it it's just so yeah uh, it's the meta obsessive meta obsessions yeah um such a disorder So this person says, trying to decide when it's obsessing or um, just me giving it attention it deserves. So I guess with... Compulsing versus, yeah. uh, Right, is this obsessive, right? Like, is this, am I compulsive? Is this a thought I should be worried about, I think? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm hearing is that how do you basically tell the difference between when it makes sense to get to think about a thought versus mm-hmm. when it becomes compulsive to think about a thought. Right. We don't, we don't get to know that. Yeah. Sorry guys. We don't, you don't get to know for sure. And that's the thing you make your best guess. I mean, like I, we can't give direct advice, but in terms of sort of generalities that in this work, you look at what rationality says and you go with that and then you accept all of the discomfort and that the uncertainty brings that you just can't know. Yeah. So I like this one hmm. for a particular reason, but they ask, so I'm not anxious anymore. Is it still OCD? Hmm. What do you, what do you smell? Well, it sounds like obsessing on obsessing to me. Yeah, like maybe a little back to her spiky, yeah? Yeah, well, it's just like, well, also, you're not feeling anxious anymore. What? <laughs> the hook is going on. First of all, are you talking about in this moment? Because whether you have OCD or not, you're going to feel anxious, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's the it's a very, that's such a... Yeah, broad. Broad I mean, sweep. I'm not anxious anymore. Unless your amygdala has started to calcify, which I've always wanted that condition, even though I really don't, because the, the, we've the discussed this. Have that. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. But it is, yeah. So, but that's that's the sense I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I will say, hold on. Do I want to say this? I'm trying, I want to make sure that I'm not being like unintentionally reassuring or do the best that I can to right. try to not be, a, a, uh, 
yeah I, I lost it it's cool let's move on well OCD doesn't just like yeah I don't know well we all I think that you're gonna have different responses to different thoughts over time and even if you're not experiencing an active obsession or compulsions I, I suppose depending on who you talk to some people will say like you can be recovered I I personally think that as long as you have a brain and that you're going to have a brain that works in a certain way and that you're going to be more probably more likely than the general population to pick up well and why does it matter right because I mean it matters but I'm saying technically why do we have to figure it out okay. yeah like that person might be in recovery like they don't meet criteria where it's become right do they still have ocd well the dsm would say no right right because they're not compulsing although you did say that now like it doesn't you don't necessarily have to have compulsions which is not true Right. Yeah. No, that's just stupid DSM. Yeah. Cause the, cause compulsions are in the definition of obsession, but whatever, it's fine. Right. <laughs> I don't mean that like, obviously a lot of very intelligent people wrote the DSM. I'm not trying to be an asshole about it, but no, it's okay. You can be an asshole. You're not an asshole, but thanks. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just saying like, that's so much attention. It's too much power. We're giving a definition to something. It's like, well, how about we just really gauge the quality of our life in general yeah. versus I need to know my diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. Just feels very rigid. For sure. Well, that's the, uh, the thing about obsessing about whether or not it's OCD is that it's just a sneaky way of saying, is it okay for me to not do compulsions? <laughs> like it's, just, it's basically like, oh, but what if I don't do compulsions and something bad happens, which is the exact same thing that your OCD was trying to sell you with your general. Right. They just rewrapped you know, it. Just rewrapped it. And we're like, here, what about this? Yeah. So bat that shit away. <laughs> yeah, no. Just, boom. <laughs> I don't want your nope. stupid gift. <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Um, so this person asked a good one. I have this compulsion where I feel that I need to write down every thought I have mm-hmm. yeah. or else what? That's an interesting question. Yeah. Right. Or else what would happen? Right. Because that is the common one we'd often see. Yeah. Right. It's like the compulsively clarifying, catching every thought. Um, when you yeah. have this grip that I have to catch every thought, because I've had that one. It's, mm-hmm. They just start going off like fireworks. It's it's impossible. You just get lost in it. Right. Well, and, and to your point, what is what, what do you get out of that? Yeah, why, why do we have to catch every thought, right? Generically, what we're... Yeah. I mean, unless you're wanting to share it with somebody and make sure that for posterity, that somebody can read it all and make sure that you have that your compulsions are not something that you need to be concerned about or your obsessions rather. I.e. your therapist, right? I.e. I, your therapist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Although, like, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say it's kind of tricky because sometimes I don't, I don't think it's wholly a bad thing to say, you know what, I'm just going to write this down and walk away from it. Not, not that you have to get down every single detail, but like, in a short, in a time limited way saying, you know what, I, I have this worry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to compulse about it. I'm just going to put it down on the, you know, and I'll come back to it later. And then when you come back to it, oftentimes it's like, why did I even care about this? Right. But like the idea of wanting to use that as a strategy to help you get space, I don't think is a bad one. But if if the intent is I need to get down every single detail because if I don't and then I don't run it past somebody, that kind of rigidity, that's where I think it starts to become problematic. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think that's, yes, I think that's a great line to differentiate between where it becomes compulsive. And the reality is, is like, every single thought is not help. It's just not nope. helpful to you, you know? No, no. Cause you can't even catch them all. 
one, you've got a life, right? And and you're going to start getting more anxious about it. Okay. Right. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD. OCD.